Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. DJ everyone and welcome back to my podcast. I have a very special interview today for you guys. I had the chance to interview Enzo this past weekend when he played in San Francisco. So I hope you guys enjoy this interview. I apologize the sound quality isn't the best um, but it was still a really great interview and I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope you learn something from it. Alrighty, everyone. I am here with Enzo for an amazing interview. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Hey, thanks for uh, meeting with me. So. Yeah, I'm super excited for your show later. Me and a group of friends are going, so Sweet. I'm really happy to be interviewing you before. <laughs> I'm, uh, I can't wait. Uh, the venue itself definitely is aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but we'll see how it turns out sound-wise, so... So, just to kind of start off, so where are you from? Uh, born and raised in Chicago. I'm, I still uh, reside there now. Um, yeah, I've been there my whole, my whole life, so. Nice. Yeah. Like, in Chicago, Chicago? Or so, like yeah. I, I mean, I, I grew up roughly 30 minutes uh, outside of the city, um, but, you know, everybody in Chicago always says, you know, from Chicago. Yeah, it's kind of uh, like how it is San Francisco, too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I did live in the city for like a handful of years. Nice, so awesome. Got my fix in like, with the city life for a bit. Awesome. Yeah. So how'd you get into music? Uh, so my parents, like, forced me in it, like, very brutally forced me into it when I was, like, four years old with oh. a very, very intense piano instructor, instructor um, which I'm obviously grateful for now, but at the time yeah. I was like, you know, I hate this, but... Uh, it was great, and then I uh, I picked up drums um, when I was like six. I, I wanted to do that like on my own. That was like I was like okay, if I'm gonna be force fed something in music mm-hmm. like piano, which I, I kind of like grew to hate for a little bit. Um, I was like I'll, I'll try drums. That seems something I would like more. And so yeah. I did both um, for a handful of years, taking some lessons, and then um, kind of just like I've been playing in like small like rock bands and stuff like that throughout high school. Uh, kind of stopped in college for a bit, and then. Um, went to an electronic music show, or actually, I kind of, I take that back, I kind of started listening to, like, Tiesto for, like, my first electronic music in, like, uh-huh. uh, eighth grade or something like that, and then, so the, I, I did have a little fix of electronic music in the beginning, uh-huh. um, but then, yeah, as, like, high, or as college went on, I went to an electronic music show, and I was like, wow, what <laughs> is this, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was, a t- it had totally evolved from when I first started listening in eighth grade to uh-huh. by the time I was in college, so, yeah. um, yeah, definitely. Tra- I transitioned to that pretty, um, pretty passionately when I first started to you know hear mm-hmm. the more modern version, I guess, of electronic music. Yeah. So, so, what was like your first electronic music show? Um, I think Rusco in high school, and at the time oh, wow. I was like, I do not like this. I wasn't a big fan, honestly. Um, but you know, it's a, it's a definitely an acquired taste um, mm-hmm. when you first start to hear more like experimental and. Um, at the time, I would, I would consider that, like, experimental bass music, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, he was my first show, uh, and then I saw Alesso, and that was more, mm. like, my speed at the time. Mm-hmm. More, like, progressive house uh, era. Um, 
yeah, Rusco in like high school and then Alesso when I was in college. So nice. Yeah. So something is music something you always wanted to pursue or maybe. No, I definitely did when I was like in high school and then um, I think by the time I got to college I was more of like, oh, I gotta, you know, do the the job life of finding something more serious because, you know, it's a shooting for the stars, right? If you're yeah. trying to do music for a living, but um, I tried like several different majors in college, like for any my first year and a half of college, which is all I went to college for a year and a half. But I tried like many different majors and um, found my found myself skipping class to go to a music studio that they had mm-hmm. on campus, which I discovered like randomly, mm-hmm. and um, ended up just dropping out because I would just skip class and go to this music studio to like teach myself um, how to use like certain softwares and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So. So what majors did you try? Uh, bio pre med my first oh, semester yeah, yeah. right mm, that's a turn off for <laughs> a lot of people yeah definitely it's uh, very competitive and very yeah very tough I but. definitely know that I was was a bio major for like okay a, like a month yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like no well, I guess uh, yeah I'm sure a lot of people were yeah. at some point uh, I jumped around to accounting finance and then. Uh, then like digital media, which is starting mm-hmm. to get more towards like the artsy Closer, stuff. Closer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Slowly working my way towards the the artsy stuff. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. It's awesome that you found like the studio and it gave yeah. you like the opportunity to kind of like you know really like start learning. Yeah, and it's crazy. I didn't even know it was there, and like it was just like souped up with like a bunch of stuff, and like oh, yeah. nobody was using it because I was at a school that not many people really used that stuff. I guess there weren't mm-hmm. many. There weren't like any majors really that like. Uh, where that would have been necessary to use. So it was just sitting there idle. Nobody wow. was using it. Might as well take advantage of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So would you say, like, Alesso was, like, your inspiration to getting into electronic music? Or, like, who kind of inspired you? Yeah. I don't know. To, like, really get into it, uh, yeah, I, I definitely really liked, like, the more, like, progressive house, mm-hmm. like, uh, stuff in that time. Alesso, Hardwell. I did really like Skrillex as well. Um, Dylan Francis, I saw him a couple of times. He was one of my first like handful of shows, and mm-hmm. like he's great. I still think he's just like a very tasteful DJ to yeah. this day. He's just he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And, um, so th- I would say those handful of people definitely made me want to like start doing it. But of course, you know, as the years have gone on, my taste has changed dramatically. Yeah. Um, I remember hearing "Language" for the first time uh, yeah. by Porter Robinson, and that the first time I heard that, I was like like just mind blown so what is this oh, you know yeah. like that, such a good song yeah then that was uh that was kind of like a turning point for me in terms of um knowing what kind of electronic music existed out there and interesting like, okay um kind of knowing like what i liked for sure yeah because i always liked other stuff but you know that one definitely resonated significantly mm-hmm. just sound wise so so is that kind of like how you found your sound or how did you uh, kind of so find that signature well so uh, to find my sound i guess that was more of a just like a trial and error process of you know, learning how to navigate, uh, you know, certain like softwares and like hardware mm-hmm. to create sound pretty much. Like at first, when I first started making electro- electronic music, it's uh, you're trying to kind of replicate like, oh, I want to make something that sounds like that. I want to make something that sounds like that. So you can like know how to even do it from uh, kind of like a grassroots uh point of view just mm-hmm. knowing the fundamentals to like kind of get us started but uh, I think to find the sound I have now is definitely just a point where I kind of grew confident in that ability to make something and then kind of just felt like 
uh, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to, I don't know, it's hard to put into words, but um, kind of just trusting myself to try to make something that, um, I don't know, I'm kind of like a big colors guy. I know there's like a word for it, what, what's it called, where you can like hear... When you hear music and you see colors? Yeah, yeah so I don't, I, I, I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't have that exactly, but there's something with like um, some, I started to get like my um, very like own, I guess, uh, visual perspective of like... Mm the sound I wanted to do and it was better just like trusting my ability to make that like happen I guess wow um, yeah, it's hard to explain but um, I definitely I definitely do take inspiration from, from um, a lot of artists but definitely not like directly yeah you know? I know what I like but um, yeah I don't know it's hard to tie it all <laughs> in yeah. No, yeah so overthinker mm -hmm. that for were sure. you expecting it? To not get at all. So no, it's not even my favorite song. So, yeah, <laughs> it's not my favorite song. Um, uh, from like a, a musical standpoint and whatnot, uh, and like a production standpoint, but it definitely has like a, a special place because like it kind of came um, about from you know me searching out uh, speeches and like motivational things online for my own therapeutic needs uh, of anxiety and whatnot so yeah um, I just like came across it one night in my old apartment um like googling you know how to how to stop thinking so much how to not be as anxious how to quiet the mind mm -hmm. and I came across it and the way he speaks is just very poetic very slow mm -hmm. and I uh I don't know I was just I was like it's just the way he speaks is so beautiful almost it would sound nice with like a piano behind it mm -hmm. so I like took it off YouTube and like downloaded the, the mp3 converter or whatever and started playing some piano behind it and kind of snowballed into what it did. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. And yeah, I was like listening through some of your songs and I did notice a lot of them tend to be like about emotions For and sure. like kind of what's going on in your mind. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like make your songs kind of based off of like kind of what you're going through at Absolutely. the time? Or? Absolutely. Um, uh, I feel like uh, now more than ever, uh, it's definitely like an increasing thing. I feel like, uh, you know, the, the the awareness of you know your own thoughts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so, men, like, you know, mental mental health is definitely like a very big thing now too. Mm -hmm. So, I also think there's like an uptick in you know mental uh, health issues. But at the same time, um, also just more awareness. So, I feel like there's just like a, a boom of people trying to like kind of think. Uh, think how to better themselves so I think you know spreading the word of someone mm -hmm. like Alan Watts would only help and uh, do good to some people as it has done to me so yeah that's uh, awesome so how was it touring with uh, Kayvon? Kayvon was great uh, him and I we've uh, developed this, a solid relationship to this, nice. at this point yeah we uh, are working on something we'll see I'm waiting for him to send something Ooh. back I sent him something so Ooh. we'll see he's got to send something back collab oh my yeah. god I'm so yeah. excited for that because yeah. I really like uh, Kayvon. Me too. That's actually, it's <laughs> actually the first time I ever saw you. Like, oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, him and I, we like kind of. I'm glad that tour worked out because mm -hmm. uh, him and I sound. We definitely have some like parallels. I think. Yeah. Um, which was uh, nice for me because I play play some shows with people who I don't like really align with. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's definitely an interesting feeling to do it that way. Mm -hmm. But so it was definitely nice to you know do do the tour with him. And yeah. Has those have those similar uh, similarities in sound. So, mm. yeah. Oh, I'm super excited for the collab. Yeah. So, who are some people you would like really want to work with slash like a dream collab? Dream collab. collab? <laughs> uh, 
Well, I'd say just probably my three, you know, or not three, but a handful of big, really big influences would probably be uh, Flume, Grizz, Porter, M83. You ever heard of M83? Yeah. yeah I love. Dang, back love in like high school. <laughs> yeah, but um, love like the cinematic feel of M83. Mm-hmm. So um, that's I feel like I get some of that cinematic influences from them a little bit and Hans Zimmer I love like I could just like listen to Hans yeah, Zimmer soundtracks what a genius. Yeah, yeah like the, the Interstellar soundtrack in particular just man that one that one just gets me yeah, yeah. he's he's amazing yeah like, like a modern day Beethoven type yeah honestly yeah. though honestly yeah. he's like oh man he's produced so many things so many yeah. so many things Unreal. so crazy yeah so besides like the collab that you were mentioning do you For have sure. any new music coming out uh yeah uh I am thinking within the next month I'll have uh, something Ooh. out. Um, I kind of like whoops. I've been like working on um, another EP and some other uh, and like a, a second EP as well, like different like styles. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of like take a little more take a little more time to like come together like fluidly. But uh, I have something I just kind of made randomly recently. Um, sometimes they happen like super quick making a song, and I made one in, like a like a day or two that I'll probably get put on the next month or so. Awesome. So, yeah. And then you're on a couple of festival lineups. Yeah, ba- you? Uh, Base, Base, Base Canyon, Canyon. Um, Uppy Dubby. Uh, there's two other ones I don't think I can mention yet because they're oh, not announced okay. yet. <laughs> in the but, future. Yeah. This coming year. soon. <laughs> yeah, this year. I, I definitely have a few more. Hopefully they don't get canceled by coronavirus. But, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, South by Southwest just got canceled and yeah, Ultra. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. What a time. It's what getting time. wild. Yeah. It is getting wild. So what can we expect at Base Canyon? Well, um, definitely some new music. Uh, I'll you know my my sets. Uh, I'm sure from your uh, the Kavon show. They're kind of like a journey. They go up mm-hmm. and down quite a bit. They're not really um, they're not really one. They don't even really stick to one or two genres. They're kind of like all over the place. So mm-hmm. uh, I always try to do that. Um, oh, I actually. I made something uh, on the bus a few days ago that's like 200 BPM, like oh. really, really like oh fast. Yeah. It's like hardcore dance music. Uh-huh. And, uh, so I, I might start working that into my sets like oh regularly man. if I can, just like this Getting up one there or like two. Little Texas. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I like made a tweet about the uh, about the song and then someone tagged him and then he replied, put it out, and I was like, okay, well, I guess I probably well, should. Well, now put you it have out. to. I, I now you have should. to. Honestly, it's kind of been snapping off. Uh, we play in the family set at the end of the, oh, nice. the back-to-back-to-back thing uh-huh. at the end of this, um, each night, and uh, it definitely pops off, so I'm pretty hyped about it, even though it didn't really start as a serious thing, but now it kind of is. So. Yeah, now I feel like you have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what would be like a dream festival? Uh, Electric Forest, hands down. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's I would love to play uh, the observatory at Electric Forest. If I can do that, I'll, I'll die happy. Have you ever been to Electric Forest? No. No. No, but I had a, I actually had a friend that played Electric Forest okay. like like a year or two ago. His name's Subfer. Oh, um, I'm familiar. Yeah, he I went to school with him and we oh, were no like in all the same classes. Yeah, right on. super random. Right on. <laughs> but yeah, he played Electric Forest. That's cool. Like, I've never been, uh, but like I know like that would be the dream like festival. Mm-hmm. Just like from everything I've like heard about it and yeah, seen, you it's know, through a huge one. Yeah. Um, and I, I, some people have like said too, like, oh, you would fit there really well. So. Oh, hundred percent. Like yeah. with Subfer, like he fit in perfect nice. in there. Like I think you would fit in really good there too. Sweet. So how do you prepare for shows? Do you have like a pre-show like ritual? 
Um, other than getting uh, really nervous, no. Uh, I still, yeah, I still get pretty nervous, but I don't really have like a routine. Um, I'm starting to like kind of hone in on that. You know, once this like playing shows becomes more regular. Mm -hmm. um, so there's not really any set routine as of right now. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of figuring it out, I guess. Whatever yeah. feels right. So how does it feel to have kind of like skyrocketed? Like you rose in popularity really quick. I feel like I don't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that the per having perspective of that is like very like weird for me sometimes. Uh, you know, people will say say things like that. I don't quite understand it. Um, but um, I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know how how, to, how it really feels honestly. Yeah. I don't know okay. How to, yeah. So what are some challenges you've faced being in the electronic music scene or music industry in general? Um, I guess challenges uh, would just be, I, you tend to, I feel like it's probably natural for most uh, artists to feel some sort of like pressure that develop mm -hmm. once you start like establishing yourself, um, feeling like, you know, you have to maintain something or you know there's like a bunch of cliches like oh you're only as good as your last song or something like that or you're only as good as your last project or something yeah. like that and um you know you gotta remind yourself to like kind of let that go by and just like do you uh so feeling pressure i guess like that sometimes when like the shelf life of a lot of things is really quick these days with mm -hmm. you know the constant content and the yeah. um just like you know, the constant flow of just information and music and just yeah just content in general so yeah. I guess the feeling that pressure sometimes you gotta like remind yourself to step back and just uh, enjoy the enjoy every bit of it in the journey and mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much like the only challenge I really feel is just kind of like my own uh, I guess yeah, hindrances and like uh, feeling pressure so yeah. that's pretty much it. What was your most memorable performance? Might be, sadly, it was not, it was probably like my most traumatic one. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. It was when I was playing a festival in Chicago. Uh, it was like the first, like, I think festival I ever played. Mm -hmm. It was so, so hot. Oh. And um, yeah. it was like, I was, I was playing like early in the day. So like, you know, the sun was oh, like. peak. Peak, yeah. peak sun. And the CDJs were, I was probably like touched. Fire. I was burning my fingertips and. I was so nervous because that was my first festival on like a, a main stage, mm -hmm. and yeah, this is like a few years ago, you know. So I'm like, still just like kind of getting into things. So I was mm -hmm. playing as a local, but on the main stage, and it was very hot. I was very nervous. I'm like up there shaking, and then touching these CDJs that are like burning my fingers, burning and I'm sweating, them. and then like I can't even see the screens too, like what I'm playing. Oh yeah, because the sun's the like, sun's like blinding, them out. blinding me. So. Oh man, uh, needless to say, there's some train wreckage happened, oh, but uh, but it's okay, you know, it's a part of the learning process, only maybe yeah. better now, but that was very memorable because, you know, every, there's so many things I'm just yeah. like, wow, the sun, oh, the heat, oh, the, the CDJs are burning, you know, uh, so every, there were so many memorable things about it. Surprised so. they didn't overheat. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised too, actually. Stop working. Mm -hmm. Dang. Um, so what was the first show you've ever played? Uh, I used to play like a handful of like uh, clubs in Chicago, uh, in Chicago that were more like venue type clubs. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if I really considered those like shows, but the first time I ever played like a more like stage setting was in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. um, um, 
But that was also kind of like a clubby venue. The, the first like official like venue venue was uh, Concord Music Hall, which was actually a stop on this tour. Yeah. Um, which would be cool to go back there again. Um, but I think I was playing with, it may have been with Audion. I, I can't remember. It was, I made like open for Audion or something like that. Oh, but okay, nice. Yeah. Awesome. So do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Um, I like jokingly want to say something Bo Burnham said <laughs> because he's, he always says, uh, someone asked him the same question. He's like, yeah, just give up. Just like, don't even try, honestly. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, definitely not going to say that. It's not true. Definitely should try. Um, putting in like anything, honestly, nothing good comes easy. Everything's just hard yeah. work. Mm-hmm. You really just got to, if you really want to make music, even if you don't want to like do it for um, a living, just want to do it for fun. If you want to make something quality, you know, just mm-hmm. put in the time, put in the effort. Uh, and to trust yourself, for sure, because um, that, that's where, like, originality comes from and the ability to, uh, no, make something unique and special. I think it just comes from trusting yourself. Awesome. So. Some really good advice. <laughs> well, thanks. I, um, it's just, like, kind of what I've... I don't know, I'm learning a lot from, you know, yeah. a lot of people like Martin, and uh, I'm definitely getting some good advice from other people as mm-hmm. well, so I'm just passing along messages from other people, you know. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. No problem. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. This is yeah. great. Yeah, and I look forward to seeing your show later. Right on. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I was really excited to have gotten the chance to interview Enzo. And if you guys aren't following Enzo already, go follow him on Instagram at Enzo Music and show him your support. He is super talented. And again, thank you so much, Enzo, for taking the time to talk to me. I had a great time. I do want to update you guys on what's kind of going on in the music scene because there are a lot of cancellations due to this virus going around. So Ultra ended up getting canceled. At the time I posted my podcast episode, Ultra had not released an official statement. So, like I said, it's never, like, actually canceled until it's an official statement. So, Ultra is unfortunately canceled along with, well, Coachella's postponed until October. South by Southwest is unfortunately canceled. And I know all the, all big events in San Francisco are canceled, so... If you're wanting to go to shows or if you have festival tickets and plans, please be prepared for possible cancellations. I always kind of have stuff like this in the back of my head when I'm planning things. So I always try to find like places that have a cancellation policy, like a good one that I can cancel if I need to and get a refund. So be on the lookout for stuff like that. And... Just always kind of have that on your mind, okay? Because you never know what's going to happen. But hopefully they don't cancel anything else. It's a tragedy that they ended up even canceling a lot of these things. Especially since, like, Ultra is not even giving people refunds. So that's really not 
I personally don't think that's okay. I know Coachella offered people refunds, but Ultra didn't. I really don't think that's okay because Ultra is 100% canceled and Coachella is just pushed back. So, not sure what Ultra is, like, expecting people to do. Like, that's kind of, that's kind of shitty if you ask me. So, I'll keep you guys updated if there's more news on what's kind of going on. But I just wanted to give you guys that update. Alrighty, everyone. Follow me on Instagram at DJ underscore soups. Follow me on Twitter at DJ soups. And you can follow my Spotify playlist called What's the Soup. I update it weekly. Alrighty, everyone. Have a fabulous week. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.